the Aqueduct Oaklawn Cross Country Pick 5 edition of the Notorious OTB on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It's brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by the SGPN app. The SGPN app is completely free to download and home to all your favorite SGPN podcasts, contests, and picks. Just type SGPN in your app store today to download America's number one DGEN app. Welcome, everybody, to the Notorious OTV, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And, folks, as always, it's all good, baby, baby. Oh, it was all a dream. We used to read Blood Horse Magazine. I got my Cuban links on. Yes, Cuban B. I'm your host, Chase Sessoms, the Wolf of Oakland. I got ice all over my body, looking like a snowman. Big rocks in the grill, dancing like a slow jam. My chain's so heavy, I'm walking like an old man. Try me, you. Joining me today, uh, breaker of chains, survivor of heart attacks, the unburned woman, the Michelangelo of the crying Jordan, uh, a man that we're honored to have back on because he had a little little rough patch with the health, but he's back here to talk horses with me, Barry the Sniper Spears. Oh! Many men. Barry, welcome to the show, buddy. It's a good one. Thanks for having me, man. I love that song, and it and and it 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 hits home now more than it did maybe a couple weeks ago. (laughs) So if you're if you're at home and you're listening and you're like, well, what was the wolf doing something heartfelt for Barry since Barry all you know had a heart attack and survived it and everything? Well, here's the deal. Um, this is actually our second attempt at, at recording. Um, and I will say it was a heartbreaking work, a staggering genius, uh, that I gave, uh, to Barry to let him know, uh, how different my life would be if there were no Barry Spears and how happy I am that he's, that he's doing better. Uh, we even got deep into the, the psyche of the horse player. Like I'm talking like we transcended dimensions, hombres. We transcended them. We were, we were life, death handicapping aqueduct all of it and uh, you know oh yeah some, some shit happened but uh barry glad you're here glad yeah. you're not dead I mean, me too thank That's... you i appreciate it yeah. man that would have been not good you know if i was haunting I... you you know if i was a ghost and hanging out you know in the background of, of your house just watching you kind of poking at you while you do this uh the podcast and everything <laughs> we we would have a show on NBC i plan on doing that, that like, by the way okay no I'm, I'm down for it let's listen i if do you think i don't have ghosts in my house when my wife bought our, our couch from an estate sale you know someone died on that couch you know that thing is hainted man Ooh. Ooh. oh yeah yeah, yeah that's a, i always have that feeling my 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 father-in-law kind of he peruses estate sales a lot because there's a lot of them in Florida. Um, always shaky on that kind of stuff. <laughs> Dude, my my wife cleans up and buys things that I never knew that we ever needed at estate sales. Um, also, I mean, at that estate sale couch, um, 
I, I will say people who have sat on that estate sales couch have gone on to finish 16th in the Breeders' Cup uh, betting challenge uh, whenever uh, uh, Mark Capitan flew down for the Rebel Stakes uh, on the day that the world shut down for COVID. And like, he, he was like, I don't know about this COVID thing. Like, I, I'm coming down for the Rebel. Like, does, does it still make sense for me to get on a plane? And like Oakland put out a tweet that was emphatic. It's like we we are racing. We will have people there. There's gonna be there's gonna be all sorts of uh, hand sanitizer. You can lather yourself in hand sanitizer. We're fuck fuck COVID. We're racing. And um, I was like, man, they seem pretty pretty emphatic about it. Then he got in the on the plane, and then probably somewhere over Virginia, like Oakland sent out a tweet that was like, JK, LOL. So this poor, poor bastard had to yeah. like, while the world was shut down, had to, he spent the rebel stakes and, and the day before at like twin peaks uh, with me. And then on my couch eating Hooters wings, because why, because why do you do Hooters takeout? We're not smart people. How is the food at twin peaks? I've never been there. Um, It's exactly what you, I think. <laughs> I guess that's the wrong you. question. Yeah, the 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 question the question is is the food okay and can that one girl still hold up a drink with her with her booty cheeks and has that rose tattooed um on one of them. Oh, wow. It was it was levitating booty. It was amazing. It was it was definitely a a welcome, you know, distraction from the hard days that would would come uh from COVID. Uh, I was glad that, that was my send off from, sounds from like a, social life. Sounds like a great distraction. Yeah, man. Yeah. Speaking of great distractions, what's Barry going to be talking about with me? We're going to be talking about the Naira Oaklawn Cross Country Pick 5 for this Friday, the 15th of December, Year of Our Lord 2023. Uh, it's got two aqueduct races, race 7 and 8. It's got three Oaklawn races, 7, 8, and 9. It's a 50-cent base wager. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of uh, the cross countries. Like my One of my first big scores in horse racing my first score with a comma in it was a was a cross-country pick four on haskell day when when gervin won so i've always had a soft spot for these do you play m- much of the the cross-country uh gimmicks yeah absolutely i, I dabble uh, uh, you know it has a good low takeout um speaking of that gervin race that that really hurt my feelings um because i did have mccracken uh, but we won't go there yeah uh it's, but yeah it's, it's a great bet every ass. friday Boom. <laughs> McCracken. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, no, it's it's a it's a cool bet. I, I love the I love the gimmick of it. Uh and plus like back when I paid a lot more attention to Aqueduct, it made me feel like a little bit of a sharp whenever they'd run this deal between the two tracks. But oh yeah, I know I know both these tracks. This is my dirty tout voice. I know but you're gonna want to use the seventh and nine in the seventh. Um what did you have a strategy for this entire sequence? Like uh, for me, I thought like I was seeing the ball way better at Oakland, so I thought I was going to get wide in these Aqueduct races. What did you think? Yeah, um, <clears throat> you kind of intimidated me a little bit the way you you kind of nailed it last week. Uh, but I, I thought that these races at Aqueduct looked a little chalky per se, um, and I'm gonna take some shots later on in, in the Oakland portion of the program and uh, try to get some chaos to happen and, and, and score something nice. 
here I am, like a an Oaklawn day one, wet behind the ears, smelling like Similac rookie here. Because I'm like, oh yeah, crazy stuff is gonna happen at Aqueduct, uh, where you know where the chalk's not gonna win, and then the really run of the mill stuff is what's gonna happen at Oaklawn Park. Yeah, yeah, it just that's just me disqualifying myself as a podcast host to the masses right there uh, for just not understanding how horse horse payouts work apparently. Um, yeah, I, I decided, well, listen, last week I have four or five of the opening pick five at Oaklawn. I had that contest with Crystal and Sarah where I was seeing the ball well picking winners. So I, I went wide in New York. I went skinny at Oaklawn and had some contrarian picks. Uh, you know, uh, there's some interesting pace scenarios here that make me think that the, this could actually get crazy in New York, but let's see, let's see what, what everyone thinks. Let's talk race seven. That's going to be the first leg at Aqueduct, race seven, six furlongs, $80,000, not a winner or one something. I'm not here to read your conditions. Uh, New York bred optional claiming. And this looks like it's really loaded with some not worth a damn early speed. I, I yeah. was four, four deep here. Really? I, I, I actually initially was three deep, and then I trimmed it down to two. See – after seeing the odds, that's probably what I should do. But that, that whole thing of like there not being a backup pick four here, like there, there's no that's why God made pick fours if I if I whiff in the first leg. So I'm trying to make sure that I that I get through it. And I I'm gonna be honest, it looks like Aragona saw this race the exact same way and thinks the betting public will close with the three horses, the top choices, you know, on the board that that I really liked. Um, but I threw in I've got one more little bit of a price, but other than that, I, I thought, listen, none of the speed is worth a damn. All I want is a, a EP, a P or S run style, a horse that can come in from off the pace. How, how'd you see the pace set up? Who'd you use on your ticket? Um, so basically I, I narrowed it down to the, the four, seven and nine. Um, I took a long look at the 11 and decided that one, you know, that, that race that uh, slam and gold won, was was really really weak um not to mention the fact that first time out got beat by agalos the great who i i deferred not to use on my ticket as well so i went with mischief joke number seven dylan davis for mike maker uh, um on the cutback uh i i just think this horse has some upside here and is kind of a, a horse on the rise if you throw out the the two um wet track affairs this horse should be right there um the other one i used was elysian meadows i i think that race that uh that horse is coming out of was a little bit stronger than a lot of these other horses have been running and i think this was going to make the step up into this kind of company rather easily so we're just going with the seven and nine here i so i i used every single horse that you mentioned like literally every single horse that you talked about. I, I was the four Ag Agalos, the great, the seven mischief joke, the nine Elysian meadows. But then I also did include the 11 slam and gold at four to one. Uh, and that's my top pick to win the, the race here. Um, so a little secret about me and handicapping college football. I can't tell the difference between Georgia state and Georgia Southern. You can tell me which one is, which I still won't get it straight in my head. Uh, Caleb Knight has tried to explain to me what the Z pattern is a million times. And then for some reason in my head, I can't get it, but I think you have a little bit of a Z pattern on slam and gold here. 
Uh, it was speed, then fade. Uh, then we saw a trip where it pulled off uh, big last time out after after stalking. I think that that's a little bit of the old the, the old Z pattern there. So uh, hopefully the price floats on this in the wind bet. Oh, but we, we saw it saw it pretty much the exact same way. It, it was just a, a matter of, of where where we made cuts, whereas I decided to, to throw the kitchen sink at it. Barry got a little bit more surgical like a sniper might. You know what else a sniper might do? That's what I do. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of speed. Yeah. Well, hide. Hi. Yeah. Yeah, they do that. <laughs> also, they might play underdog fantasy, who has a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long. Listen, you're you're hiding out. You're sni- you're you're in deep cover being a sniper. Why not throw some bets down for a couple days out? You know you'll be there to sweat it out. NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, and college football. Simply pick higher or lower on your favorite players' fantasy stats and cash in. My favorite underdog pick for today's show is it's going to be Austin Eckler on Thursday going higher than 13 carries. So watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. We sign up for promo code SGPN. Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. All right, got to get a little rehydration interlude in here so i don't like it if it don't bling bling uh speaking of of things bling blinging uh you this is your first time i believe uh getting to see me as a as a, a two chains and dependent plus bracelet what what do, what do you think of the new drip Oh, it's, it's it's extra drippy. I'm I'm down with that. I I love it. You know, if if anybody's ever seen me at the racetrack, they know how I do it. So it's 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 in a similar fashion. Someone rightfully called me out for having Amazon ice, which I I've taken to calling that dry ice. That doesn't really doesn't really drip. Doesn't really make a mess anywhere. <laughs> it's just just bright. All right, let's move on to race eight. The finale for this pick five at Aqueduct and finale for Aqueduct itself. Seven furlongs, $75,000, non-winners, a one-something New York bread allowance. I'm not your condition reader. Uh, and the finale, this Aqueduct, you know, stretch for this cross-country pick five. Uh, this is a really muddy pace where it didn't seem like anyone wanted the lead. And that tells me that this is another spread leg for me. And I literally used every single horse that I thought could make a lead and set soft fractions to take it from the front. What did you think of the pace? Were you very far off with uh, how you saw it shaping up? Yeah, I, I thought the, the pace scenario was a bit murky here because you really don't have someone that, that's a clear front runner. Maybe the three dashing Della. Um, but they don't really seem like they want to go to lead, especially going seven furlongs. So it kind of opened it up for some possibilities. I used three in this race, um, including the one fancy feline who I, I think will sit a nice trip um, and, and is kind of, you know, uh, been competitive at this level. And that's why I, I included her in this, um, because it, it's really hard to tell when you have these state bred um you know, allowance races, they run for big money, but they're really not those that great, you know, and, and it kind of fools you when you, when you look at the, the past performances, but I think that one's run solid over the summer. 
um, and, and is probably, uh, quote unquote, with her friends on Friday. I also use number seven, Super's Lucky Lady. There's a lot of upside here. I almost singled this horse in this spot, but I decided against it because it just it just seems a little, this, this could go a couple of different ways. Um, I definitely wanted to use it, uh, you know, coming off those turf efforts into, you know, a dirt sprint. Uh, hopefully we can get that price up above seven to two. Um, I'm, I'm thinking more four to five to one. And I'm also going to use the 11 reigning chick. And I think there's a possibility that this horse might end up trying to go to the lead. I like that workout uh, she had on November 18th in preparation for a November 25th event. Didn't do much running that day. Um, was down on a rail that, that didn't seem all that great that day. Gets off the rail, out wide, gets a bug rider and i think they may try to fly out of the gate here and 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 get good position and i think that's going to be to this horse's advantage so i added i went six deep and literally i could give you notes on all these different horses but i'm going to sum it up with basically saying i think that any one of these six horses could make the lead and therefore wire this race uh so i did use the three like you mentioned dashing dell at 15 to one I used the four long live the queen at eight to one, uh, the five burn Rosie burn uh, 15 to one uh, supers lucky lady. I, I'm with you. I, I hope that I get a little bit of price float there. And I feel like you probably should given the fact that supers lucky lady is trying something new for the first time going, going turf to dirt. It's only a 10% angle for, for Falcone uh, better humor me. Uh, that's another one I thought could go. I love that they're adding the blinkers. Uh, I also like the the two slower workouts after the faster workout on November 11th. Links, you think that they really kind of trained it up for this spot. And uh, the 11 reigning chick, kind of like you mentioned, another one that just just might make it out to the front. Love seeing horses get the weight break. Uh, looks like it's done its best running whenever it's out close to the front. So, yeah, I, I'm with you there. And it went six deep to cover myself, which means I've pretty much talked uh, super's lucky lady or better humor me in uh, at like nine to five, like wh- whichever one is nine to five is, is the one that's going to win after I went six deep. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't blame you for, for spreading out here um, because they're, they're really, you know, like you said, the pace scenario is very, very murky and it, there's no absolute horse that you think or can see clearly on paper that's going to go to lead so that could go one of two ways nobody goes to lead or everybody goes to lead and and to cover right. your yourself that way in a race like this doesn't sense all right let's move on to the hump day leg the first leg at oakland park oakland's race seven eight furlongs fifty thousand dollar allowance uh i thought there was too much speed in this race to touch any of the chalk and i think that i can go two horses deep with two horses that will make middle moves and put themselves in position, you know, at the top of the stretch to win this race in the short stretch mile. And this is where I stick my neck out and go with two contrarian horses. how do you see this race shaping up? Do you, did you concur on seeing a price here? Yes, I did. Uh, you know, you, you kind of had the same idea. I did the, you know, the, the one horse dance some Mo, uh, has, has a lot of speed Luna Vieja who, definitely needs somebody to, to get in her way or his way. Um, 
in order to, to kind of take the starch out of that one. Life of the Nile has some speed. Um, even Can't Beat the Rock might want to be forwardly placed. And I ended up on the, the three outside horses, number seven, Fighter Town, number eight, Cobla Moss, and number nine, Lucky Boss. Um, if you had to put a gun to my head, I would I would definitely pick the eight, Cobla Moss, as, as the horse um, I would pick on top. Uh, if you see in the past performances, there's a race back um, in Tampa on the dirt at a, at a low level, but it's good enough to hang around in a race like this. And, and it, it, you know, these races early on at Oakland where all these horses are coming from different tracks, it's really hard to contrast and compare what's, what's going to happen. Can't, um, can't be a circuit snob either. Right. You can't because, you know, you, you'll get pigeonholed into playing all the horses from one track and they may not have a, a good meet first time around. Maybe second time around, they may bounce back and win. But, you know, obviously you want to win now. So you kind of have to, to spread it around a little bit. I, I thought Fighter Town, um, since, uh, you know, being claimed back in uh, September, ran a pretty good race in that allowance 30 and, and is probably on the rise. And Lucky Boss is probably going to get overlooked because of that last race. Although, you know, I, I think that horse can bounce back and, and is capable of some good efforts. Look at us. Hey, look at us. Look at us. Huh? Who would have thought? Not me. Yeah, I, I saw it exactly the same. I didn't go I didn't go three deep and take the seven, though. I was very tempted. I kept it to just uh, eight Kobla Moss and the nine Lucky Boss. And I'm with you. Kobla Moss is my win bet here. Uh, it, it wants to run closer to the shown a middle move to win uh, before going two turns, which is a big thing that I think had the edge that Kola Moss has over Lucky Boss is that uh, if if Lucky Boss likes a tur- two-turn mile, then we could have a big upset. The pace fits for Lucky Boss, but we just don't know if this is like a, a, a one-turn mile specialist or a one-turn specialist going sprint distances. So I think Kola Moss is, is the, the win bet to, to have there. So I, I was with you, but I just went with the two Kobla Moss at six to one and Lucky Boss at twelve to one. Uh, let's who who wears eighty nine? Who who wore eighty nine in history? Uh, a tight end. If we get a tight end out of this, then we're, Bavaro? we're probably Mark Bavaro? Mark Bavaro? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, that'll work. Uh, Alvin. Yeah. Oh, I'm tr- trying to think of what's his name. He used to play for the Cowboys. Simon Alvin. Theodore. Oh, sorry. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that works too. That works too. You know what else works? Hall of Fame bets. That's right. I'm here on behalf of the good nerds at Hall of Fame bets who want you to win bigger by smart betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, soccer bet, and historical uh, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea in a Hall of Fame bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users research for Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Now the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first ones a day. Start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame bets. If you actually have a picture of a football player wearing uh number 89 there look at that was that a bill was that a giant what, what was that that was mark bavaro i was right i was absolutely right it was mark bavaro i i know i hit my head but man i can't rem- i can't uh, believe i remembered that 
Yeah. Was he a tight end? I mean, it, by the looks of him, he played tight end yes, at Iowa. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Absolutely. My favorite... I don't know what, what school he went to, but. Uh, we'll, we'll say we'll we'll say and feel pretty confident uh iowa that we're right um all right moving on race eight six furlongs ten thousand dollar allowance i don't know about you here um, yes i'm i'm saying i, I want to mingle you want to mingle yeah there's a gentleman who's been uh, hot to start and uh, I think he's back on his bullshit in this one. Say this, say go DJ, He's a perfect two for two. Go DJ, cause that my DJ. I say my DJ. I mean my David Jacobson. Um, I I'm singling <laughs> Colonel Vargo here. I, I'll get into it. But what did you think of this race? Um, yeah, I, I, I thought Colonel Vargo has, has, it's really his race to win or lose. Um, I, I did use that horse, uh, but I also used a couple more. I wasn't completely sold on that one. Um, I also used the three spotted bull. Um, I like the blinkers off. First time off the claim, I, I think this one might uh, be a runner. And then I also use the seven atomic tone off the layoff in hopes that, you know, I, I think this one will sit a good trip, especially if the cheap speed gets out there. But I have a feeling this one might be able to get out in front of those cheaper horses and uh, kind of have the run of the race, whether, you know, on the lead. I, I don't really think the, the eight and the nine want to kind of tangle. Um, but if they do, it kind of sets it up really, really well for the one. So I thought that the placement of this horse was just absolutely brilliant because this is uh, David Jacobson is taking the Robertino Diodoro stop, drop and pop move uh, into a protected spot in this allowance <laughs> where uh, it's a cheap way for this horse to to easily win against what appears to be lesser competition. And the reason I say that is because with the condition, uh, any you know any horse that has started for a claiming price of less than ten thousand dollars. Well, if you look at what Colonel Vargo was doing racing at like Pinehurst, the horse has a win at eight thousand uh, dollars. Has a a win as a eighty thousand as an eight thousand dollar maiden claimer at golden gate. Like it's just taking advantage of the fact that these purses were lower, uh, in, in the West coast racing against decent competition. He ships it East to aqueduct and this horse pops in a $90,000, not winners of one allowance. Now he's dropping it in for a 10,000 where he doesn't have to worry about losing the horse and he can just collect the purse on a technicality for the fact that this horse was running for the price of a used fucking Mazda Miata on the West coast, you know, this spring, uh, I, I think it's just a brilliant placement. What that's that's why I couldn't turn down Colonel Vargo. Yeah, you know, I, I saw that on the drop and into a nice protective spot like this, but it also kind of gave me a little bit of pause as to why. You know, you would think that they might want to springboard this horse into a better spot than this, especially at Oakland, where you know the purses are, are highly inflated and, and just straight you know, kind of open allowance races or even one of the state bred ones. But that being said, 
the horse is definitely a contender. I use Spotted Bull, though. I, I think if, if I was going to make anybody the top pick, it would be this horse getting blinkers off. Um, I, I think this one's a, an equally as good a trip as Colonel Vargo. I and with you know the thing you have to consider with the blinkers off. I think people always condition themselves to think that adding blinkers means uh gate speed. Where not necessarily because if the horse needs the lead, if they take the blinkers off, he can actually see the other horses that are going and can can go with them. And who knows? I mean, looking at what Spotted Bull has done, all of that running that it's done is you know it's best with seems to be within about two and a half lengths of, of the lead. Maybe the, taking that blinkers off puts it a little bit closer. And it's a little bit more of like a closer pressing stocking kind of, kind of horse. And I, I, I like the, I like the shot at 12 to one. You get a good aggressive New Jersey jock with Nick Juarez who wins fucking everything at Monmouth. I, I like it. I, I, I had to single somewhere after going six deep, but I, I respect the spotted bull play, I guess is what I'll say there. And then I threw a seven in um, just as kind of a, a horse that could probably, you know, has some numbers that, that speed-wise that, that fit here and will be forwardly placed. Doesn't necessarily need the lead, but if ends up on the lead, that horse can be tough. So, you know, I had to throw that one in at eight to one. Love it. Love it. All right. Moving on. We are hitting the payout leg. The leg where hopefully we can talk to the help like this someday. Hey, 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 don't rub on that. You blocked that. You understand? That's alpaca. That's $25,000 alpaca. You blocked that shit. You don't rub on Put the club soda on there. I, someday I just want to have a super confused Belgian uh, butler who's just, why, why is he constantly spilling things on this alpaca and making me blot them with the club soda? Why why is this happening? Why does he keep why does he keep yelling at me in a turtleneck and thin chain? It's because Denzel there. Uh I don't know any Belgian names. No big that's deal. That's definitely my favorite. That's definitely my favorite Denzel movie line of all time, right there. That one in the, you know, the blue, the blue dog shit line from uh the same movie, actually. So Oh, whenever he goes to right see uh, the the Cuba Gooding Jr. Nicky see Nicky Barnes. Barnes. Yeah, yeah. Did he, he was perfect as Nicky Barnes? Had that kind of flash, that whole like I've been coked out for a few days sort of sort of flash to oh, him. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I think, All right. I think he here we go. Acting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Turns out. Turns out things were a little bit wilder in Cuba Gooding Jr.'s life. Uh, wasn't like his brother Omar. And the wild and crazy, uh, free free wheeling days of our youths. Yeah, Race Nickelodeon. Nine. God, I still do. You remember the episode where they were in those like boats that shot like tennis balls? Yes. At <laughs> where where was that park? And how did like I never figure out where it was? And like I believe it's in Orlando answer. somewhere. God, is it still running? Because I would still fucks with that so no, hard. It is not. It's gone a lot because it's a death. Gone. It's got to be a death trap of some sort. Like you, th- there's a reason. Like the American <laughs> gladiators were so muscly, and it was the same weapons technology. <laughs> All right, race nine, eight and a half furlongs, fifty thousand dollars. Non-winners of something monies over a year. Optional claiming. I'm back to not being your condition reader after spending a lot of time on the conditions last time. Uh, and this looks like another one that I thought should play true to the pace. And since I'm gunning for off pace, I'm using multiple horses here to spread out again, hoping one of these closers can get all the way up. 
I was three deep with a, a short price, uh, a chalky price, and a, and a bomb. What about you? I went too deep with um, decent prices here. Uh, you know, if you really want to know. Uh, the seven, Wayland Springs, who I, I was running really, really well at Monmouth before getting laid off in September. Um, been hanging out at Oakland for a while down in Kentucky. Uh, this horse has been a new animal since they've uh, stretched her out, stretched him out. Um, just just been kind of lights out, uh, you know, winning the, the Island, the great three, and then a nice runner-up finish in the Mammoth Cup, which is also a great three. Fits really well here. Stress, especially trip-wise, isn't going to be too far back um, and, and should be able to get first run. And then I also use the nine decision maker um, because I think this pace might heat up quite a bit. And it wouldn't surprise me if a horse like this could launch and and kind of pick up the pieces late and and get the victory. I, I think really this, this horse is the best closer in the race. I, I know horses uh, like command performance, you can't really trust, although... You know, I've been running better lately, but I still can't trust that horse. I, I saw that horse run at, at, at uh, Tampa two years ago and was like one to whatever favorite, five cents on, on the dollar and just failed. And and really hasn't picked up his feet until recently. And I'm kind of skeptical. Uh, same thing with a horse like Hozier. Probably oh, looks God. more like a turf horse than anything else. And and I can't trust a horse like that in this spot. And and then that horse might take money. Silver Prospector is another one that kind of does the same thing all the time, but doesn't end up winning too many races. Um, albeit been running at a higher level, the drop down is definitely some some class relief. Class relief, but hasn't been out since May. Um, so I'm going to take a pass there too. Yeah. If if that horse gets home like I, I think it is almost completely on a a horse for course sort of sort of angle because it seems like silver prospectors always love running at oakland park um yeah I, you mentioned the horse that i really like uh i'm just a dirty little pig, pig boy for short leaf stables horses little pig boy can i get the definition little pig boy He's that pathetic, dirty bitch, baby. Mistress gets the stand up. So I, I use the seven wheel and springs. Also, we might have dirty little pig boy uh, T-shirts coming out. Uh, and by May, I mean, yes, we do. 100% have dirty little pig boy T-shirts coming out. We get one. And you said what I thought about command performance was command performance at three to one. It's going to have plenty of pace to run into late. It's a strong horse but I don't think you can leave it off the ticket and I don't think you can single like the, the conventional that you have to single command performance, but there's no way I trust that horse. Could the horse win? Totally. I can't single this horse and I can't also leave it off. Uh, and then the only other horse that I use that you didn't uh, mention was the 11 double crown, 12 to one uh, price on double crown is ridiculous. I, I can see this horse moving up the tractor trail late to steal this race, throw out everything, but faster results for double crown. And uh, this one is is way fast enough to win this race. If if you throw that out and just look at what this horse can do on fast dirt, so I was there with the the, the seven 
the 11. Did you have any thoughts on uh, Double Crown? Yeah, you know, I just figured that that horse might get a tough trip. Um, you know, if the, the post position was more like eight, I would I would like this horse a lot more. Um, not to mention that, that this horse is stretching out. And I don't I don't really I'm not really sold that this horse really wants to kind of go that far. I think this horse is a, a quote unquote seven furlong horse is probably that horse's sweet spot. Um, you know, getting the right trip can definitely win at, at a mile and a 16th, but I, I just didn't think the uh, circumstances were optimal for that. All right. Let's see. That was the last leg. Let's recap our tickets here. Uh, Barry, I'll go ahead and shoot. Uh, I, I ended up with a $72 ticket at the 50 cent base, which if you listen to the show, you know, that's a lot wider than I typically like to go. But the reasoning behind it was I wanted to be alive to my picks in the Oakland sequence. So first leg, we were four, seven, nine, 11, third leg, six deep, three, four, five, seven, nine, 11, the third leg, eight, nine, Fourth leg, we singled the one, Colonel Vargo, and then finishing it up, the one, the seven, the 11. Like I said, way thicker than I like to go, but I think the pace in some of those race, races dictated that I go a little wide, uh, you know, to, to make it look like a horse can win from off the pace or look like a horse can steal it on the front. Uh, Barry, hit me with your ticket. Yes, sir. Mine is a $54 ticket. No singles. I used the seven and nine in race one. Uh, race two of the sequence, I used the one, seven, and 11. In the third, seven, eight, and nine. The fourth, one, three, and seven. And close it out in the fifth race of the sequence with the seven and the nine. Sounds like we could both win. That would be fantastic. That would be a nice little little touch if we, if we oh, managed to double winner. I would love it. would love it if that happened. Uh, Barry, I'm mighty glad you're alive. Yes, sir. I'm mighty glad that you don't have for Thank Forrest you. Whitaker eye. Yeah. Like, uh, which I think you could, you could have like, you could have, I, I think if anyone could like thrive with the Forrest Whitaker eye, I think it's you. I think you could have done it. You know, like, you know, you could play a little crazy. You can play. I'd wear a patch. I, I think I'd man. wear a patch. You, you, if you had Forrest Whitaker eye, the one that I'd looks a like Florida a pirate. Hey man, there you go. There you go. You can really, I mean, you already wear like the braid, oh. like the long kind of like permed out braid. So yeah, see, uh, oh, for the sticklers on, on details, Mark Bavaro went to uh, Notre Dame. Uh, that's, that's another, Not that's Iowa. another tight end universe <laughs> university. But uh, my, seriously, my favorite thing about Iowa is that they put 11 tight ends at the field uh, on at all times. <laughs> Offense, defense, 11 tight ends. Quarterback, he's a tight end. All right, that's going to do it for us here. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to be taking a look at the Saturday late pick five. And then I've got uh, Colin Sheehan joining me. I, I was on his show doubling down on the uh, Trust the Profits and had a great time, so I figured he'd, I'd invite him back. He and I are going to do a $100 budget show for the Oakland Sunday card. Uh, so check that out on Friday. Uh, I'll be heading down to Oakland Park on Friday. So if you're around, Shoot me a holler on Twitter, whatever. Let's meet up. Let's hang out. Oh, um, thank you in advance for just all the drugs and beers that you're gonna give me and buy me. Um, I won't drink them, but I will pour out a sip for those who who've left us too early. Um, 
who's not Barry Spears. Or the he's dead homies. <laughs> right. He's yes. he's he's that oh, that tropic. Folk. I'm a survivor. Survive, Barry. Uh, why don't you tell the folks before we get out of here what you got? Uh, what you got going on? Catch me Monday on the Big Monday Show, going in circles. We got our new website, Racing Hub. You can catch that too. Uh, check us out on Twitter. We got some stuff going on. Um, I've been doing a little bit of writing, so you'll see some of that come up soon. So things are looking up for the new year, and you know, thankful and very blessed to be here to to talk about it. We are blessed to have you. We love you to death, buddy. I, I, you scared me. I'm glad you're here. I don't know what I, what I'd do without the the sniper joining me, especially for. I mean, I this Colin Sheehan, he's got a lot to live up to because you're the king of the hundred dollar budget, which used to be oh. the BBW show. You are, man. You, you consistently. My man. I was gonna say, Colin. Colin's my man. He, he's from the area I used to live. In, in in massachusetts so we got we got some you know we got a connection there yeah man he's he's good people i i really enjoyed talking to him but uh yeah he's got a he's got some big shoes to fill uh because no one's consistently turned profit uh more than our man barry spears that's gonna do it for us here at the notorious otb brought to you by the sports gambling podcast network we'll catch you tomorrow